Welcome to the Big Fly Pod. Swung on a jump deep to right field. There it goes. See ya. First to the air. Oh. He drives one. Deep left field. That goes up there. Back near the wall. It's out of here. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, folks. Welcome to episode 51 of the Big Fly Pod with your co-host Vinny D'Amato, CM, K-May, and t We got the whole game together here. Lots to talk about. Otani has signed a $700 million contract, but the money won't be seen until God knows when. We got the media coverage being an absolute circus for a couple day- days there over the weekend, and then a couple notes on the hot stove. We just interviewed Sam Olber over at Lockdown Cubs for episode 50, the big 5-0. So please go ahead and check out that episode as well. But let's check in with the fellas. Kame, you're yawning. I know you got a long day, buddy. It's Monday. But how was the how was the school day? Were the kids fired up to see you? Walk us through that, man. Yeah, uh, rough Monday. We were a little on the sleepy end today. Um, but, you know, we, we pushed through. We got a new TV in the crib here, 57-incher. Uh, so... Got Monday Night Football fired up, so could be worse, you know? Could be worse. What We're, are the uh, scores right now? We got 14-13 Giants in the third quarter and 10-10 in the Titans and Dolphins game. It's also in the are third you, quarter. Are you going split screen right now, buddy? I'm not going split screen, no. But you know what they so what they got going on with two games? They got the score of the second game in the top left. So on my main screen right now, I got Giants and Packers, and then I just got the little score bug up in the top left. So I can keep track of the other game too. So revolutionary. Absolutely. Revolutionary, Mr. May. CM, how are you, buddy? I know you you probably got the games on as well, but how are you doing? How was your weekend? Dude, I've got yeah, I've got the Dolphins and Titans game on right now, but I think I came down with whatever K May had last week. So my weekend oh. was spent doing a whole lot of nothing. Um but trying to yeah, kick a cold. I, it does happen time to time through podcasts, uh, co-hosts. It does happen. It does. It's that what do they? What is it called? The tele telekinetic <laughs> stuff. That's what me and K may have. Telekinetic. Sorry, but I didn't mean to toss that your way, CM. I'm sorry to hear that. It's all right. Well, at least you're not K may who's sick basically every three out of four days yeah, of the month. Is based on the fact that he's uh, with the kids. Um, let's talk about Vinny, though. Vinny, how are you, buddy? I know we just got done interviewing Sam. It was an awesome interview. But how was your weekend, and what would you get up to? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you mentioned interview with Sam's awesome. Can't wait for people to hear it. And, you know, he's a really great guy to have on. And go listen to his podcast if you haven't, um, Locked on Cubs. The weekend was good. We did uh, a little trip up to see some friends to do the um, – I don't know if you guys do Secret Santa, but – did one of those and had a good time stayed up probably way too late and you know just had a good time so uh long exhausting weekend and back to work trying to hit deadlines today just killed me so are the reports true that it was the wisconsin dells yeah well it's it's right it's a little town right outside of the dell like five minutes from the kalahari or something so they didn't have your traveling correct they didn't have the reports didn't have exactly where you were well yeah, I mean, so I just flew out of Toronto um, from Tokyo, like, 
you know, the week before. So that was all right. And then okay. they had reported that I was in Florida. And so when I showed up in the Dells, then they had it right. So there was a few false rumors floating around about where I was at. Um, geez, take care of your stuff. Um, but no, yeah, that was, uh, you're right over there. I'm good. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. This has been a disaster uh, from the from the get go for me today. And I think it's been a disaster basically for the MLB media and everybody over the last couple of days. We'll get to that. Let's talk about this traveling circus um, with the media, the media coverage and everything. But Shohei Otani is officially an L.A. Dodger. I believe it's not official as of yet because of uh, medical reviews and all those things. But 10 years, 700 million dollars. $2 million a year from 2024 to 2033 for the length of his contract. Then it's $68 million a year deferred from 2034 to 2043 for 10 years because he wants the Dodgers to win. Okay, so there's a lot to talk about. We could probably do a two-hour show on just what this means for baseball, the Dodgers, and everything around it. But just, boys, your initial reactions. K-May, we'll start with you to this we said revolutionary term for you earlier, which is exactly true. But in reference, in reference to this man, what were your initial thoughts on this whole thing? Yeah. So just throwing in, I think I did see about an hour ago, a official tweet from the Dodgers. So I think that contract is like official now, quote unquote. So yeah, as of like an hour ago, I think um, anyways, yeah, like you said, revolutionary um, unheard of, you know, it, it allows the Dodgers to spend money now, um, you know, with, with the, not the, not all that money going in there right away, uh, which will help them, you know, with their pitching staff, as we know they need pitching. So Dodgers looking like a scary train, man. Um, and it's tough to see another team other than them at this point coming out of the NL in the World Series. Obviously, it's still early, um, but this certainly helps their chances going forward. CM, I would, I would actually love to hear your take on this because of your background uh, and, and having knowledge of what goes on with the players union and those and those sorts of things. But in reference to what we could see in the future, do you think changes could be made to baseball to not allow these types of situations to occur? Or do you feel like, you know, this is, this can be just a normal thing moving forward for baseball? Uh, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to change it. I don't, um, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing for any side. So there's not too much of, any reason for why they should not, you know, not allow it or try and push players not to do it. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be a very common thing, uh, mostly because there's not going to be a, a, a contract ever, probably again, that's with at this value um, with this much money involved. So I think it'll probably um, not really affect, things too crazy on a grand scheme. I mean, deferred contracts are not new by any means. Um, I'm pretty sure that the Scherzer deal that they had a couple years ago to keep him in LA was on that same, same scale. Um, so yeah, if that, if that answers your question, I, I don't think anybody's going to really, um, worry about it from a player side or try and make it not a thing anymore from a team side. I think it kind of has its own mutual benefits. Well, the Dodgers are prone to these types of things because they currently have deferrals for 
Mookie Betts till 2044, upwards of 11 million. They also have Freddie Freeman getting deferrals till 2040. So this isn't new for baseball, but Vinny, what's scary? I personally can see this being a scary thing if this does happen again. I think Otani will pay off with these sorts of deals. Everyone that has talked about this says, well, everything on the business side will pay for it anyways. But what are your thoughts? I think we'll have, you know, I don't know if I have thoughts that are as fleshed out as I'd like them to be right now because I think this is something that we're not going to know how it affects the team until five, ten years from now. You know, like, do we see them in the world? Because if we see them in the World Series for five years in a row after they make these moves, like, you know, kudos to them for for making the moves. But at the same time, this isn't something that, you know, 90% of the league is capable of, right? Like, you had one to two teams that could make $700 million offer for Shohei. And so, you know, I my knee-jerk reaction is I'm not a fan of it. I, I understand the deferment part of it. But the seven hundred million, and then to be different, it's just it. I get it. It just it doesn't feel, you know. There's something wrong. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it just it doesn't sit right. But that being said, the Dodgers could go to the NLDS or NLCS and just lose every year, like they've kind of been doing. So, you know, if, if that's what happens, I think then you know it won't really seem to matter as much. But throwing the World Series every year, it's going to kind of sting a little bit. And who knows if these numbers even look anywhere near as as immaculate as they are right now in in 10 years right we just don't know where baseball is going but to the people that think baseball is a dying breed uh i think this kind of uh puts the nail in the coffin there um well fellas i know we'll we'll have more to talk about probably when we get into the dodgers outlook for you know 2024 and everything we talk about that here in the coming weeks but let's talk a little bit about though like what we experienced as fans and that was what i like to call the media coverage circus uh in the early mornings of uh friday which would be december 8th john morosi tweeted shohei otani's decision is imminent possibly as early as today okay so that started everything right and that started what where he was going to go what was going on and then next thing you know at 201 p.m mountain standard he tweets shoyo otani is in route to toronto today a representative of his agency caa would not comment when asked about otani's travel plans at this hour tony otani excuse me does not have a signed agreement with any ml team then we had the flight trackers and i think this is the funniest thing in sports when we have people that are tracking flights i know because i remember i think they had this with uh, another free agent as well. I think they probably had it with Kevin Durant or other guys as well. But we, of course, then had the the experts out of nowhere with people that have never even probably looked at a flight tracker before tracking them. Well, then the media was ready to take pictures when Otani was coming off his uh, potential plane in Pierce International Airport in Toronto. Then comes Bob Nightingale, the one and only Bob Nightingale, who already had a hell of a week for himself and who's one of the funniest people to follow on Twitter, in my opinion, when it comes to baseball media. But he tweets this about, I don't know, it's around 311 Eastern, or 311, excuse me, Mountain Standards, about an hour later. Shea Otani is not, in capital letters, in Toronto. Otani is not on a flight to Toronto. And Otani is at home in Southern California. Fellas, your thoughts? I'll open the floor here. I thought, in my personal opinion, this was kind of awesome for baseball. They had everybody talking about it. 
But I know from the baseball media standpoint, they were a little bit embarrassed. We even saw it with an article from Bob Nightingale. But open up floor to you, fellas. What do you think? Kyle? Yeah, uh, I mean, wild. <laughs> I don't think we've, ever, we've really seen anything like that um, when it comes to baseball. Um, you know, like you said, the rumors were swirling. I think it speaks to kind of the way Shohei Otani wanted his free agency to go, right? As we knew, he wanted these secret meetings. He didn't want, like, a lot of teams to know about it. So he kind of is a personal guy. Um, so I think you have to respect that. I mean, that, people can have their opinions on that, but respect his privacy. He didn't really didn't want a lot of leaks and – Clearly, he was successful because nobody knew what the hell was going on for a little bit there. So, yeah, definitely crazy. Um, I, will we see anything like it again? Probably not, um, just because of how big of a star he was. Um, but yeah, it, it was a crazy. We want to say 40, 40 to seventy-two hours. There it was definitely it was definitely nuts as a baseball fan for sure. Yeah, I agree um, with everything that K May pretty much just said. Um, I personally did not pay attention at all to any uh, tweets or anything about Shohei Otani's free agency just because I really didn't care that much about it um, since he wasn't going to be a Rocky. So it, it gave me, I mean, just a lot of laughs seeing everybody else kind of freak out about it. And then the one tweet about him going to England to sign with Arsenal that I sent all you guys, I thought was pretty funny, but um, like, I think all the aftermath stuff was hilarious, but it kind of like Kyle said, though, it goes, you know, kind of speaks volumes about how everybody was so interested and wanted to know where he was at. And he didn't want anybody to know um, what was happening at all. So absolutely hilarious. And I, I echo everything. And I think, you know, this this came about, you know, for two reasons. One is you have the greatest free agent ever who is going to sign a record-breaking deal. We already knew that, um, although we didn't expect it to be quite that much. And then two, nothing else was happening, right? Like, we had nothing else to talk about. Like, the winter meetings were so boring. There was just nothing going on. And so... You know, we were expecting Shohei to go down at some point, and then oh, hey, you know, we saw the Juan Soto deal. I guess that was something, but we were just waiting for more. And I think, you know, we we also saw the tweet too. We talked about it, comparing uh, comparing us following Shohei to Swifties, right? Like that's that was a fun comparison that, you know, we're following his flight and we're you know where's he eating and blah blah blah. And so there were some good laughs about it. I was kind of a wreck throughout the whole week because I seriously thought the Cubs had a chance and I seriously thought they had some great things to offer. And when I thought he was signing with Toronto, I was, I was shocked. I was heartbroken. I was like, no way he would sign with Toronto over Chicago. I would just, I couldn't believe it. So um, it was an emotional ride for, you know, Cubs fans, at least maybe not Rockies fans or White Sox fans, but you know, we thought we had a chance at least. And so you guys were all right. You guys all called it. All three of you said the Dodgers. So, you know, Congratulations. I give you that. It, it just seemed like it was going to happen. Yeah. No, well, no, I, I, I say that. I, I truly didn't know. But I, I think when you look back, now that we look back at it and all the details and everything, like he wanted to play in LA and with the Dodgers. And, it, and it's imminent based on the fact of his contract. There's nobody who puts together that type of deal for a team if they didn't want to play for them. Right. Um, but I think the winners of all this are the Angels. Um, they'll receive a comp pick before the round of th- uh, third round. So um, it, it, for next year, so they're in good hands 
as an organization. We talked about them on episode 49 and how much of a disaster they are. But another little small detail that comes out of that. But uh, it turned out to be uh, the flight to be bringing in Millionaire and Shark Tank's famous Robert Herjavec. Um, just a, just a, a circus, a straight up circus. It was absolutely hilarious. And I enjoyed every second of it. And I, I know CM, I know you didn't stay on the uh, X train all day. I promise I wasn't doing that during work hours, but I, I have to admit it was unbelievable. Truly, truly remarkable. What some of the rumors that were coming out about this guy and the fact that people still want to know what his dog's name is. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows. Anything else there, fellas? Um, well, I actually got an interesting thing on on the contract of Shohei Otani. So, um, the the law part of it in California, there is an entertainment uh, and labor code that they have that says that if you are contracted to perform entertainment services, you cannot have a contract longer than seven years. So that's pretty interesting. Um, I know these player contracts are all governed by New York law, but um, that was sent to me by a buddy today who told me that that whatever they have um, – supersedes that new york law so that's kind of interesting I there's another love that <laughs> there's another really cool do you guys know have you followed ethan salas do you know he, he's a 17 year old he played in double a last year oh from Padres, technically yeah. you can't work past 10 a 10 p.m as a as a under 18 year old player and he's you know a baseball player that play it's just there's so many that's that's a cool thing that you bring in christian there's probably a lot of cool little niche things about the contracts that that um you know just we would probably there's going to be people now that come out on their own podcasts and break down the entire contract and everything i'm going to bring them on and i'm going to bring them on and we're just going to put cm and him or her in the room and they're going to go through all of this and we're going to make it an entire law school segment i think that's where we're at as podcasts can we have like a court case or i something? think so yeah so okay. here they hear they yeah absolutely can you send me right. over a mallet, please, CM? <laughs> yeah, can you steal like I don't know? Is that a yeah. is that a felony to steal one of those, or how does that work? Yeah, that that probably would not uh, <laughs> would not go well. But I'm sure we could find you one somewhere, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's one on Amazon. Now that I think about it, do you ever yeah. use box? Yeah, do you like a used box in the back room that you grab them from? Like, oh, I forgot mine at home. I'm gonna grab it. Yeah, well, well, well I don't have one. But I know you don't. I'm just saying, oh. though, like you probably know stash. I don't know. We can go. We can keep going. Mallet that. stash. <laughs> yeah. Go on to Amazon or something. Uh, all right, boys. Last couple notes here because then we're going with a little bit of a shorter show tonight for the fellas is a little bit later. A uh, couple hot stove uh, items. Eduardo Rodriguez, the D-backs in a four year, $80 million deal with the vested option in 2028 for a fifth year. Uh, vesting option includes a $6 million buyout. Basically, 17 million with 150 innings pitch in 2027, or 300 pitch, 300 innings pitch across 2026, 2027. So, some details in that contract are a little bit fascinating. But personally, the D-backs uh, have a three-headed, not monster, I call it, but very, very solid uh, starting rotation at the top with uh, Brandon Fat obviously showing out there in the playoffs. Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen, they add a veteran arm, a high quality arm, and a guy who said never wanted to come to the West Coast, but it was family related stuff. 
uh, during that whole debacle last year where he was going to go to the Dodgers and that one didn't go through because he brought out his no trade clause. But um, CM, I know that you know you had texted about it. What were your initial thoughts and do you think this is a good move for the D-backs? Yeah, I just thought it was a great move to get another um, veteran arm in there, especially on the left side who gives them you know that much more of a of a solid starting rotation um i think will be really good for them to kind of build off last year absolutely okay man when you um when you move out here next year uh to 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 live uh out here and and, uh you know be a arizona resident uh, within the next year um do you like the move as well yeah, me and you are getting bunk beds per source. Um, is what I hear. Um, we're on the street, so. <coughs> but yeah, definitely could move by the D backs for sure. I was a little surprised. Um, I kind of expected the D backs to go the trade route for starting pitching, just given their um lack of spending in the in the past. I guess. Um, you know, maybe maybe expecting to go get, expecting them to go get a Dylan Cease or a Tyler Glass now, but I think this is a good move for them. Like CM said, um, adding a guy from the left side in the middle of that rotation will be really good for them. Um, and you know, obviously he was a good pitcher last year, so expecting good things and just adding to that race in the NL West, right? I mean, that's going to be a fun race for a few years now, especially with the Shohei news. So buckle up, should be fun. Benny, who do you think has a better year next year, Merrill Kelly or Eduardo Rodriguez? Ooh, um, I, I go Merrill Kelly just because, I mean, I, I think Eduardo Rodriguez is extremely underrated, but at the same time, I still want to see him put it together with also like having the underlying numbers that I'd like to see. Like, you know, I don't love XERA as a stat, but his XERA was almost a run higher than his ERA this last year. And so there's some things I want Eduardo to tweak, um, you know, but I, I just, I think I'm just because not really knock on Eduardo, but I think I'm just a big Merrill Kelly fan. So I, I think Merrill for sure. Good stuff. Uh, Tyler O'Neill was traded to the Cardinal or from the Cardinals, excuse me, to the Boston Red Sox for two minor league right-handed arms. Uh, O'Neill is in his last year of arbitration uh, before he is a free agent in 2025. He's adds to an outfield that includes Masataka Yoshida, who had an amazing year last year, being uh, his first year in the MLB before, prior to coming, of course, over from overseas. Jaron Duran, Willier Abreu, and Rob Ref Snyder. Uh, this is a move that the Cardinals have been rumored to be making for quite some time. They were going to have to relieve some of that uh, outfield depth because they had, you know, obviously a lot of guys there and they were going to be able to get some decent pieces, uh, you know, that minor league, minor league base players that, you know, could be definitely a good addition to their roster moving forward. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, we thought, I, I thought Dylan Carlson was going to go. I also thought O'Neill was going to go and it ends up being O'Neill. Um, CM, do you do you wish that they would have held on to O'Neill one more year, maybe got rid of Carlson? Like, which guy do you think would be is better suited for that lineup uh, if it, if they were to still be both with the Cardinals here going into twenty twenty four? I actually like Carlson in that mix um, better than Tyler O'Neill. So if if I would have had to choose which one to get rid of from the Cardinals lineup, I probably would have gone O'Neill as well, um, just because I think Carlson fits too many too many roles for them um, that they can kind of work around. <coughs> yep. Then he came in. Any thoughts on the trade? Uh, yeah, I'll just echo what CM said. I do agree. I think for the Cardinals' sake, I think Carlson does add a little more value there um, in that outfield um, than O'Neill does. So. 
I think if we're, if we're going to move one, if, you, if you're the Cardinals, I think it's a good move. I think this is a good move for Boston, too. Um, I like adding him into the out, into that outfield mix. Kind of a sneaky good move. I um, mean, you know, not, not a massive move, but just somebody who can be there, be there and be, can be consistent in that outfield. I think is a good move for them. Yeah, because I mean, with the Verdugo deal, yeah, they got exactly. they got a bunch of arms, so it was it was kind yeah. of like they probably had way too much of a mix of younger arms now, um, and so now they're they're adding a guy who um, who squats seven hundred and fifty pounds, probably more <laughs> than the millions of dollars that uh, Otani got. But Vinny, what were your thoughts, buddy? No, I mean you guys you guys said it all. Dylan Carlson, I think is is a great player. Um, I will say, I just if Tyler O'Neill plays, you know, I think he's played over hundred games one time in his career. If he ever plays, you know, 150 game, 150 games, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. He hits, you know, you don't have to be a statistician to know that he hits the ball super hard, like ridiculously hard, and he barrels it up. And he's just a super strong guy, and he's fast. And so, if he puts it together and is able to stay healthy, the guy's got an extremely high ceiling. So I think it's a good move for both teams. Um, you know, Boston obviously gets a little bit of help, and and um, St. Louis eases some of their some of their depth. So um for some of their you know playing time issues if you will so good move for both boston sneaky sneaky team next year especially if they sign a couple guys and and they're and they're uh connected to a lot of those big time free agents so we'll see what they what the rest of their offseason looks like um we did discuss the juan soto uh deal on the last podcast on uh episode 49 um unfortunately we didn't have cm or or kame on to give their thoughts uh, Kame Juan Soto is a Yankee. I mean, there have just been massive, massive moves over the last, you know, obviously couple of weeks, but your thoughts on the deal. Do you think it's the right move for the Yanks and, um, kind of giving away quite a bit of, of, of prospect capital? Yeah, they did. I do think it's worth it. I think he's going to fit really well in that lineup, um, especially with the short porch out there in right field. You know, obviously that's been kind of covered covered heavily and, uh, you know, been kind of the big talking point of the deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if you're the Yankees, you have to go for it, right? I saw a tweet that was like, the New York Yankees are acting like the New York Yankees again, right? Like this is a big money move, you know, they're, they're going for it and they need it. You know, as we know, their offense really struggled last year. So they're looking for a spark. They need something and they're big fish hunting. So Good move for the Yankees. I think it, I think it's going to pay off for them, and from the Padres' perspective too, they're shedding payroll, which is what they were looking to do too. So kind of um, benefited both teams. Good move by both sides, in my opinion. So um, expecting big things from Juan Soto in the in the Yankees uniform this year for sure. CM Cashman's, you know, had one hell of an off season as well with all the things that with his furious interviews, passionate interviews that he's had. Um, rumors coming out about him or, or him saying those things about Giancarlo Stanton. Like he's had a, a pretty rough off season thus far until this move was made. Do you see this as something where Cashman's trying to hold his spot and, and potentially not get fired? Or do you think this was all in, 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 you know, in the plan from the beginning for this guy? No, I think it's a move where he's definitely trying not to get fired. Um, and going after kind of that big name guy that he needed to get in order to save, um, you know, save his job a little bit um, or kind of keep himself, you know, in a good position. But it's actually funny that you asked that because one of my, one of my friends who lives out in New Jersey is a huge Yankees fan. And I texted him um, right after the news of that deal broke and told him that that's probably going to be, the end of Cashman's tenure in New York, because I think that the, I think the trade's going to blow, um, 
blow up in in his face next year and that the Padres uh, actually are going to win out and Soto is not going to um, is going to hurt the Yankees more than he helps them. They have to extend them, right? I mean, like you can't I, one yeah, year. Well, I'm sure they're going to try and work something out um, in spring training before the season starts. But I think it's going, I, I, I think no matter what happens, I think Soto in New York is not going to go well. I mean, if I'm, if if I'm on, yeah, clip that. If I'm on Soto, you're absolutely right. I'm, you know, Scott Boris, I'm I'm playing the season and then seeing what I can get in free agency. He's not, he's not Otani, but like, I mean, this, I mean, this this money's being thrown around now. If there's anyone that's in spitting distance of Otani, Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna, you know, maybe they, they're, you know, it's a large spit, but those are, that's the next, that's the cream of the crop right there. It is. It is. Well, fellas, I know it's uh, coming up on 30 minute mark. Really appreciate you guys hopping on here this late. Um, and we'll, we'll obviously hop on next week. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping to see some bigger names fall off. Yamamoto's been rumored now to meet with basically every big time franchise that missed out on Otani. And then I've also heard that the Dodgers have met with him. I've heard, um, Managa thrown out there. You've heard Montgomery. You hear all these different names. So we're excited to see what happens. Uh, fellas, anything else here before we sign off? Yeah, let's get. I I echo that. Let's get the starting pitching movement market moving a little bit, right? I mean, we haven't heard anything at Blake Snell or Marcus Stroman, like those top guys. So hopefully, we start seeing some movement here. Get this offseason rolling. Yeah, yeah, same. Love to see where Cody Bellinger ends up. I think he's going to be a, a fun one to to watch play out. <coughs> Um, his girlfriend posted a photo of, of her Toronto. Toronto. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. You gotta just like. I love social media, man. It's awesome. I, I I know some people really hate it, man, but this is just awesome. I, I absolutely love the turmoil this all provides. That'd be a that'd be a great fit. I'd love to watch him in Toronto. I think that'd be a great great place for him. Well, he might be there. We'll see. He might be a uh, Jay by next week. CM, anything else? No, I got nothing. I except for go watch um, Joe Kelly's wife's video that she posted it's actually really funny okay i i I, we will definitely do that we'll uh, post it to the twitter and everything as well uh to everyone that tuned in thank you so much for listening to another edition of the big fly pod we'll talk to you again here soon